Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. Gonna hit the town. Yeah, I'm gonna make some noise. I'll push past the pain. And my wounded pride. I'm gonna live it up. Yeah, stay out all night. But should I have had some better times? And I can't count all the tears I've been right. I may be down my last time. Yeah, but the blues took me too. I need a break. You gotta just don't. All I'm saying is don't be a stick in the mud. That's all I'm saying. Okay? God, you sound like your grandfather. Don't oh, be a stick in the Because I use the word. Okay, don't be a pain in the ass. That's all I'm saying is that. I, Why are you just, telling me that? I should be saying that to you. Because I'm wonderful. Just ask me. Would you me. just start it? I'll, I've been going. We've been well, going for like two minutes. Why do you do that? I you you literally watch me press the fucking button. I don't know. You've been messing with buttons for the last 15, 20 minutes. So. I settle back in my chair. I'm ready to go. And then you start rambling. Just you go. Ju- you just ramble. Just go. All right. Look. <clears throat> wow. What? Oh, welcome I'm to th- I'm trying to get my bearings now. You've got me all discombobulated. Uh, welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast brought to you by KGXT Studios live from Central California. Now... I and the nine-hole desk. And the nine-hole desk, yeah. I would say, put this away, I would say um, something about Loud Trouble LLC and the sponsorship and big, heavy movie, Coast to Coast. But uh, uh, We I, don't know where they're at. I got a call today uh, from him. Really? What's going yeah. on? His whole world fell apart because of other people. Oh, shit. Not literally his whole world. He still has his wife and his you know, in-laws. But it he's feels got his like job. It. He's got his job and he's got his trucking and he's got his money. But, you know, when you're, you're, when you're trying to do a house thing, when you're trying to buy real estate, I think we all know how difficult and stressful that can be. No, you did it all. Well. I don't know what that's no, like. No, you don't know you just, like. <laughs> you just made me show up and go, here, sign the paper. No, that's no, right. no. You love, <laughs> you love buying cars. Yeah. And you love buying houses. Yeah. You love the hunt. Yeah, I love the negotiation the whole time. Yeah, I so I don't, well, I have th- no idea. There's a lot this. of stress that comes to it. Well, you, even you saw it. It's a stack of documents four inches high. Yes, there is. And uh, so it, it, you can, it, it, like like Billy the Kid used to say, there's many a slip between a cup and a lip. <laughs> and there is. Yes, there is. And uh, he just hit one of those things that, that it all fell apart at the end of escrow. I've had that happen. It's, it happens. Yeah, we've had it happen on yeah. the house we're in. But it's, yeah, it did. That's true. Did That's, you ever tell the story about the house? that we no uh, it's another time we'll go th- I will go through that but I've told it on the live stream quite a few times but it's an interesting it story it is an interesting story and it's because it's it was emotional <laughs> for me it was a, ro- a roller coaster it was a story of heartbreak and redemption <laughs> <laughs> we could write a movie on just buying yeah, the house it was something I'll tell you oh, it man. took forever but so he, another day we'll do it another we'll day. do another day and his he's forging on but it's just it's upsetting because you know when you get it's ups- it's more upsetting for the guy because we look at you girls you you get attached the closer you get to closing escrow and getting your keys you guys are thinking i'm gonna plant flowers here and i'm gonna paint this room there and then if it's taken away from you at the last second because of something that screws up on it's out of your control that happened to us yeah so that's what he's dealing with he has to go back to his wife and go look 
we'll get something else. We'll find something else. This was out of our control. And you always think, no, there's no, no. other, <laughs> there's no other house except this one. That's no. how I felt. I'm like, no. I know. I so know. I get it. I get how well, she's feeling and it's frustrating and, but. It's tough, but they're yeah. going through it, they're, but they're good people and they'll get back up on their feet with this. Like of I course. said, it feels like the whole world is coming down when you lose a, a house deal or something, but it's not. You still have your job, your health, you know, you got your stuff, you got everything else, but the house, get it what? You'll find another house. Yeah, exactly. You'll find, you know, there was that one. Was it just wasn't you. the right yeah. one. So it's a, I can't sit here and go loud trouble LLC without half him going, God damn, fireman, motherfucker's got <laughs> So I'm leaving that alone. You can hear him in the truck doing that. I can't, but you you know what? I'm I'm mad, and I need some help. And this is honest to goodness. Really? I need some help. This is a parental thing. I'm struggling with something right here with uh, with one of our kids. Okay. And I'll give you... This will go out to our, our listening audience, and they can have their opinion as well. As they're listening? They so, can't really tell us. No, they can't. But they... Well, there's a comment section. They can, they can say okay. something after. Anyway, so this is an age-old problem with kids, and I'm going through it right now, and I'm mad. I'm just, I'm holding it back. I'm so livid. Do I know any of this? Um, a little bit of it. It's, it kind of involved you a, a, a touch, but just, it, it, I'm trying not to do, I'm trying not to go to specifics. I'm trying to keep it vague. So I'll give you a couple examples because this happens to everybody. Okay. And I'm not sure how to Shoot. feel about it. All right. So let's say a kid comes up to me and says, dad, uh, what do you think about me going this weekend and doing A, B, and C? And I say, yeah, don't do that. that Why you not? Well, it doesn't matter. Just my advice as an adult is, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. It's, it's dangerous or it's risky or, you know, it could, it could cause a problem. Just go, just, I, my advice is don't do it. Now, they don't listen to my advice. Kids go and do the thing. They listen, and then they come back and go, okay, uh, listen, I didn't listen to you. I messed up pretty bad. And... I need you to come fix it because I, I messed up. <laughs> now, oh, man, we have heard that now, multiple I, times. I, I know that this applies to a lot of different situations, so let me cover one of them. If I tell my kid, uh, don't skateboard at this one high school with these huge, big concrete stairs outside at 3 in the morning with your buddies because you're going to fall and break your leg. That's my advice. Now, right now, when I give him that advice, everything's fine. Nothing's broken. Nothing's expensive. I'm okay. I'm good to go. No, there's no problem at all. Everything is just where it's supposed to be. And then he goes to the school, skates, and breaks his ankle. Now I have to get up at 3 in the morning. Now I have to drive him to the emergency room. Now I have to spend the money on fixing his ankle. That's that's He wants me to come fix this. Come rescue me. Come pick me up. Come. To, it's it's going to be time-consuming. I'm going to lose sleep, and it's going to be expensive. Why? We had this all solved earlier that day when I said, don't go to the school. My advice was free. It was cheap. It was easy. And it solved everything. But that wasn't good enough. So the kid goes and breaks his ankle. Now he wants me to step in and, and fix it. I said, I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to take you anywhere. I don't want to fix anything. I did fix it. I was preventative maintenance. Just like our daughter. I said, don't marry that guy. Don't marry that guy. He's the wrong guy for you. He's not a good person. She gets married. And then two years later, she wants money for a divorce. No, I gave you the advice. I, I was trying to save myself $10,000 in attorney's fees. I was trying to save you pain and anguish. 
I, I did. I, I gave you the right vase. Well, I didn't listen to you. Can you come fix it now? No, I was trying to fix it before it happened. So in all of these things, whether it's a fender bender when they were dicking around with a car and they shouldn't have been, whether it's marriage, whether it's skateboarding, whatever it is, when I give advice, I am, I am preventing a situation that is going to cost, cause me anguish, cost me money. If you don't want to listen, don't. But you're on your own if you fuck it up. I am not going to come rescue you if you fuck it up. I'm telling you right now. Let's just listen to me, and we avoid the whole mess. Well, now we've got one of our children coming to me and coming to me going, um, I, I need you to go down here and, and, and straighten this out because I'm in trouble. And there's been a little damage and a messed up. And all I can think, as, as my child is speaking, all I can think of is, I told you not to go. I don't want to hear this. I've already given you the advice. If you don't want to take the advice, don't, but you're on your own. All right. I'm off my soapbox now. Tell me from a mom point of view what I'm missing here. Because <laughs> I'm angry. I understand that. I am kind of laughing inside. I'm thinking of like situations that I did that to my parents. <laughs> so I'm sitting here going, hmm, I don't know. I wonder if we all do that. Okay, now see, you, you, this is what you do. You automatically begin to take the conversation. I know. Well, we all do it. I know. I and don't want to hear that. I, wanna, I know, but I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's tough being parents when we've been there, done that, and we know the outcome, but you're talking to kids that are like pushing the envelope and want to go do what they want to do, whether they listen to their parents or not. I think they don't think we've been there. I think we look at our parents and go, you know, they don't know yeah, what they're talking a, about. That's a cool story, bro. Now tell me <laughs> what was, come on, quit dancing around it. I'm here now going, you want out of this situation? Yes, I do. You want this situation resolved? Yes, I do. You want me to financially go smooth the situation over? Yes, please. I did. Two weeks ago, when I told you don't go, I solved all the things you want. So, what solve. do you want me to say about it? I want to know uh, whose side you're on with this. That's plain and simple. I want you to pick a side. I want to know if you're on the kid's side because they didn't listen, or whether you're on my side because I warned them, and that was all they get was the warning. This is all. I, I I'm the mom that's like I'm on both sides because I want you to go help them. I I want to help them as a parent. That this is the hardest thing is that I want to help them, but if they keep making the same mistake over and over again, when is it enough? Well, they're not in danger. If they were in danger, I would go get them. Yeah. You know, if they were hanging off the side of a cliff, I'm not going to walk up and lean over the cliff and go, I told you not to hike here. I warned you this is a dangerous place to go hiking. I'm not doing that. I know. They're safe. They're fine. They're not in harm's way. They're just idiots. I feel like parents, even though we said it, we should rescue them, but there's a limit. That's that's my feeling. So can't be, can I go to this child and go, all right, I'm helping you this one time, but the next time you do something directly against what I say, you're on your own. Yeah, that's how Is I that feel. Fair? Yeah, I feel that's it. Like, okay, here was your freebie. Okay, but I'm not doing that with with the daughter who wants divorce money. Just so you know, I'm not doing that. I I've already told her. I get. I I tried to help you avoid this whole thing. I di- I told this is what I told my our daughter. I said I don't. I didn't want to have to pay. 
right. for your divorce. And I thought about this when you were dating. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is going to cost eight to $10,000 to get divorced. You know what I should do? I should go tell her right now, <laughs> don't marry the guy. Because then we're not thinking that far. And I did tell you, don't marry the guy. Yeah. And you said, I'm going to marry the guy. And I felt my wallet getting lighter and lighter <laughs> and lighter. So now I'm telling you, I, I was trying to save myself all that money by warning you. And you didn't take it, so I'm not giving you the money. You're on your own. And you know what she says? You know what they always, what about the kids? What about the grandkids? Yeah, that's that's tough, man. I'll always protect them. When they need something, you let me know. Yeah, they weren't put in that situation. But I'm not helping you. You you just don't listen. And all of our all of my kids do this at some point. They don't listen, they screw up, and they come back and go, Can you please fix fix it because I didn't listen? And that's where I'm at. Well, we can't keep fixing things. That's that's no. just holding their hand and they can go out and keep doing it over and over. I get that. But I feel like, you know, one time's fine. But if they keep doing it over and over again, it's like, when does it stop? When do you start listening? Uh, like They don't. And that's the problem is that they just, if you bail them out, they're just going to keep doing it. Thinking right, you're going to bail them out again. Well, they know, they know different from me. They're just not sure, oh, can I, can I get one more out of the old guy? Yeah. You know, they know I'm not doing this. They know that, that when they're, very seldom do I go bail them out after they don't listen to me. Now, you would think after your little speech, they would think about something before they jumped in. You would think, but they don't. They still screwed up. And then they come to me, okay, I already know you told me not to, but I did. I just want to shake their hand and go, well, it was a tough lesson. Have a nice day. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. It's tough. It's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. So 4th of July has come and gone. Yes, it has. Um, you know, the you, whatever dog medicine you gave the, the dogs worked. It did a good job because I sat in the room mostly with them for the, you know, the big explosions. It wasn't as bad as it's... Our neighborhood was more loud this year and longer with explosions than ever before. And yeah, there were a lot of illegal fireworks yeah, this year. Tons. There is a push for our county to end that. I mean, there was a big, huge to talk. To make it legal? No, to to stop the fireworks like in L.A. County does. To stop selling them. Oh, you mean, I mean even the Even safe the and safe and sane, like yeah. end it completely. You have huh. to go to a fireworks you know, event or a controlled oh, I, I situation. See. We did that one year. We went out to the racetrack. Remember we parked on we the road? We did. I do remember that. We did. Well, um, but whatever. I don't even know if many people are doing that anymore either. Cause I didn't hear a lot of that, but it just seems like there was a lot of illegal fireworks complete. And it was for days. That yeah. wasn't just one night no. here. Yeah. It went from, you know, like July 1st through the Well, 4th. what I was trying to say was that you gave the dogs, whatever dog medicine you gave yes. them worked out because... Doggy Xanax. I have been in the room with them when they are literally going out of their mind and I've had to sit on the floor and especially our big German Shepherd. Yeah. And I've had to wrap myself around her and go, come on, it's okay. And just hold her yeah. for hours. And this year was much better. Even though the fireworks were louder, these dogs were, they were calm. They were okay. They jumped, but yeah. not, not, nothing like what Well, we even Ranger, through. remember, was in the bed next to me. And, and I think the medicine was affecting him, but he was kind of hearing it. He wasn't sure what I was doing. And he kind of snapped at me, like out of frustration. Yeah. Like, 
Oh, he got scared that yeah. one time. Yeah, he wasn't sure what was going well, on. Well, overall, so. it worked really well, even on into the night when you when you finally came upstairs after being out front with the kid, and then you were winding down with the dogs. Mm-hmm. It was in the stuff was still going on. So whatever you did, it was good. Thank you. And it was louder, worse, and you know, and we didn't do any illegal fireworks. But I have a question about it's something I should have thought about years ago. And this is this is dogs in general. What part of this scares them? Is it just the banging, like it's a shock, like, oh, my God, that's a strange, sudden noise? Or does it hit their ears in a way like a siren does, you know, a a siren going down the road, a police siren or a fire engine? The reason I ask is because if it's the banging and popping that hits an inner part of their ear, they they hear something we don't. I get that. But if it's just something that scares them because it's a noise... Well, after four hours of it, you think they'd kind of go, okay, so this is just, I mean, it's loud. Well, I think it's the popping noise because remember when we have electrical storms, the dogs don't like it. When the thunder rolls or the, you know, when the, when it well, hits, they it, don't like that noise. But again, is that, oh my God, that's a brand new noise I'm not used to no. hearing? Or is it, holy shit, that hurts my inner dog ear? I think it, I think it hurts them. I really do. Cause their hearing is like exceptional like 10 i get it that's why i'm asking it just all of a sudden occurred to me i'm I'm not a dog like a dog expert but i'm assuming that it's just it's a sudden pop kind of thing and they don't know where it's coming from well whatever it is they did well with it and whatever it is um i'm i don't i don't know which way that affects them not that it matters they you know it's not good for them i know that no and we were lucky enough to have them in the house we have what double pane windows don't we so it helps we do i mean it helps buffer the sound a little bit we just have a middle class house but it's it's regularly insulated like it like they all are yeah however you know yes double pane windows helps and And the tv going we had it loud if i put them in a room where like a, a room towards the center of the house yeah and i can close the doors close any windows that are and then turn up a tv it does it yeah it yeah, kind of muffles it. it a little bit it was good so. yeah it wasn't too too bad we but also, it was crazy we also met the boyfriend well you met him more than i did i mean i did a brief little this hey. is a one of a our, our daughter who's been dating this guy for over a year and he has avoided me like the plague he yes. will not come over he's she's the daughter that's one up from gen z kid yeah so she's the last daughter yeah she's Gen Z kids number eight. She's number seven. Yes, she's the last daughter. Yeah, she still pays rent here at the house to keep her room. storage. Well, you say storage. She just doesn't. She has one foot in the door. And I think in case it doesn't work out with this guy, she has a place to come back to. So she still pays a couple bucks. So who's hand holding now? Well, she's holding her own hand. She's taking it upon herself to say, "I'm not leaving until I know I have a place to go." After a year. Oh. Um, I would have to rethink that after well, a year. That's your job to talk to her as a chick. That's not I've my tried. Job. Her sisters have tried. Well, the uh, the, the boyfriend showed yeah, up. Yeah, he's uh, so wait. I wasn't out there when you met him. No. So right after the live stream that you did that night, yeah, you went outside and how was the first interaction? I, I wasn't grabbed, there. Uh, my hat, my dark glasses. I grabbed my whiskey and a cigar. Yeah. And I went and stood at the bar on the on the bartender side. And um, you were outside. I was outside. And then he came all the way. He was all the way out at the fire pit with um, his girlfriend. Our daughter. Oh, so he did come up to you. So they came. Well, I think she drug him up. I think she grabbed him. I by think the, this whole situation I think was she, she drug grabbed him. him by the ear and said, come on and get over here. 
I have so, some inside information to that. Okay. Because our older daughter called and said, so how'd it go? And I said, what? And she says, about the boyfriend. And I was like, oh, so well, I go, they didn't show up until kind of late. And yeah. I said, dad and I, we had, you know, a live stream and then right. we were having dinner and then we went and saw fireworks for a few seconds and then we were gone. I mean, yeah. we didn't really have a whole lot of time with them. And she says, wait a minute. She said, my sister said she was coming early. She didn't. And the boyfriend was going to show up later. I said, well, no, they showed up together. Well, and and I, the daughter says, well, those are changed. I, she goes, I bet you that my sister stayed to make sure that he got here. That's what happened. Yeah, she texted me and I said, I thought you were coming over like an hour ago. She goes, well, I was going to come over and go back and pick him up. Then I was going to come over and then just keep calling him, telling him, drive over, drive over. She goes, I thought it'd be better if I just waited at the house and put his ass in the car and drove him here. So he really didn't want to meet you. Still uh, did Well, now I don't know, but that's what I'm leaning towards. So he's it's funny because all your other, all the other boyfriends and, and son-in-laws that we have, they came up with no problem. Well, yeah, to the meet ones the, the ones that our daughters have finally settled on are all strong, good guys. I like yeah. all of them. Yeah, they're um, great. The this guy, he sits down, and of course, there's a couple people that you know. There's we had more people than them over, so there's a few people in the yard and uh, swimming and doing anything. He comes over and sits down, and my daughter sits down, and then and then uh, someone else sat down. It was a Gen Z kid or somebody else stood next to him. They just wanted to hear. <laughs> they wanted to listen. <laughs> of course. And I said, uh, so I introduced myself, and he introduced himself, and I had my drink, and I lit my cigar. And uh, he kind of has a goofy smile on his face. Okay. And it's almost like a five-year-old who's watching a magician waiting for a trick. <laughs> okay. He was staring at me. Okay. His eyes were a little big. and had a little bit of a smirk, like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> There's going to be a trick pretty soon. Here it comes. Uh-huh. going to pull a quarter out of my ear or something. So he sat there like that, not too bad. And um, um, I asked him how old he was. Oh. He didn't know. No, what? How do you not he know? Goes, he goes, uh, I think I'm 30. Wait, I'm 30. Wait, maybe I'm. And then my daughter goes, You're 32. What? He doesn't know okay, how old you don't old know how old you are? And he goes, No, I don't. I think I'm 32. That's right. And I said, How old's my daughter? He goes, I don't know. Oh, what? (laughs) She just had a birthday. Yeah. So uh, she says, I'm 24. Red flag right there. And he goes, okay. I said, so have you ever been, you're 32. Have you ever been married and had kids? He goes, no. I said, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) You flat out asked him. I just go, what's wrong? He goes, well, nothing's wrong with me. I mean, not everybody wants to have kids and wants to get married. Uh Oh, I said, okay, then why are you with my daughter? Oh, he goes, what? I said, now, now this is where it got funny because I, 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 I tipped my hand. I, I went out in front and I said, I looked at him and I said, you see, this is where I trap you. You said that to him? I said it out loud. I okay. go, this is where I trap you with a question. All right. I made fun of you for being 32, no wife, no kids, no marriage, no nothing. You defended yourself by there's lots of people that don't want to have kids and don't want to get married. Now. I know my daughter does. Right. I'm sure she's told you she does. Right. Why are you with her? Correct. And he said, well, I said, do you see how I tricked you there? Do you see how I trapped you? I'll give you a minute. He goes, well, (laughs) you know, um, I was thinking about that. And, you know, maybe that's what I want to do now. 
Maybe. I said that. I looked at my daughter who's sitting there, and she's kind of shaking her head. You know how she's getting. She's like, he's ruining this. He's fucking it up. And I said, uh, so uh, that's not a good answer. I said, all right, let's back up. Let me. Maybe I started off this the wrong way. Um, what do you see in my daughter that makes you want to date her? Oh my gosh, you've asked that to every every guy, well, every guy that's come. Okay, and he slicks at me. And he goes, and what do you say to him? Don't tell me that she's. <laughs> Don't tell me she's hot. Hot. <laughs> First guy that was. What was it? Years ago. Oh, I thought I, you were gonna just. I just about pummeled killed him. that kid. He <laughs> yeah. goes. I go. What makes you want to date my daughter? He's like, oh, oh she's hot. I grabbed that mother. I grabbed him. I, I <laughs> escorted him outside, and he didn't come back. That That's was, right. But I didn't hurt him. Okay, so you were hoping him. this guy didn't say that. Yeah, he didn't. He. Okay. I said, so what makes you? You know, why are you dating my daughter? What's the deal? What do, What do you? Why do you want to date my daughter? Right. And he looks at me and goes, "Well, why does anybody want to date anybody?" Huh? I said, "Oh, you're one of those guys." And he goes, "What?" I said, "You think that." You're going to answer my question with a question. I hate when people do that. And then I'm going to ramble on answering your question, and you're kind of off the hook. See, that was your way of trying to trap me. Oh, Deflecting. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> so we're going to set a couple ground rules here, and one of them is going to be never answer my question with a question. If you don't have an answer, just tell me you're a dumb shit and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'll go along with that. That means he didn't have an answer. He didn't have an answer. No, he did not. By this time of yeah. a year of dating? At 32, you can't come up with an answer. You haven't perfected this by now. You don't know these questions are coming. Oh, my gosh. I just, I'm going bang, 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 bang. Red now, flags like now, coming all over the place. What did I just say? What did I just say right now? I just told you that he's 32. He knows these dad type questions are coming and he had no clue. And then just yesterday, you mentioned something in passing to me. Yes. Gen Z kid had a little talk with him before you got to him. And? He said to Gen Z kid, he goes, I don't know why I'm here. I've never spoken to any of my girlfriend's dads. Ever. Ever. He has never had the courtesy to go meet a, a girlfriend's father. That's just respect. Reason. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That is absolute respect that you go to the dad and yep. just have a conversation. So he's been avoiding it for 32 years or 16 years of dating or whatever you want to call it. Another red flag. Ding. So, um, <laughs> Interesting. I kind of I laid into the conversation. You know, I wasn't well. I, I did say, what are your intentions? Oh, that's a big word. It Does was. he know what that means? I think he did. I said, what are your intentions? And he says, well, how do you mean? I said, what moving forward, where is this relationship going? Because if you're wasting my daughter's time, I'm going to tell you not to. Exactly. And, and he's like, no, 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 I would never waste her time. I said, but you don't have any intentions. You don't have any plans. Where are you working? And he goes, well, I got two jobs. Um, I kind of like the one. I kind of don't like the other one. But the other one kind of wants me to stay. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, I said, okay, stop talking. Stop talking about your job. I don't want, I, thank you. That's enough information. And he kind of did. He kind of laid it off and, you know, quit going down that road. So uh, our daughter gets up and leaves. Uh -huh. She went in here to grab some food. You guys were making plates of, you know, yeah, the, the for, dinner. for the barbecue right. uh, for dinner. So she leaves. And I gave him the standard speech that I have given every single guy when I've been alone with them about our daughters. Uh -huh. And what I said, I want to tell you something. And I said, um, I don't know if this is going to make you freak out and run away or whether you're going to, 
you're going to understand what I'm telling you here. I said, if you ever cheat on my daughter, if you ever emotionally break her, if you do something along those lines where she comes home crying because you've just been a complete asshole, um, I'm going to find you and I'm going to break both your fucking legs. I said, I, now I want you to listen to me. I'm going to take a bat and I'm going to break both your fucking legs. And you're going to call the cops and I'm going to get arrested and then I'm going to go to jail and I'm going to get an attorney and I'm going to get out of jail. And then they're going to explain what happened. I'm just letting you, guys, letting you know how this goes, okay? We've been there, done that. I'm not upset at all. <laughs> yeah. I said, if you ever violently put your hands on my daughter, if you ever hit her, if you ever punch her, if you ever slap her, if you ever kick her, I said, I'll kill you and no one will ever find you. I said, I know where there's some mine shafts that are undiscovered since 1853, and I will bury you in one of those. Amen. I said, do not ever lay your hands on my daughter. I said, now, I need you to understand and acknowledge that we're crystal clear on that. And he goes, yeah, with a smile. <gasps> he had that same dumb smirk on his face. Well, that's the other sunny point number two. That he told Gen Z kid, Gen Z, he went to Gen Z kid. He goes, your dad puts, you know, boyfriends in a room and puts them in a chair and, and talks to them. And Gen Z kid's like, yeah. And, and he goes, well, if your dad does that, I'm leaving. And Gen Z kid goes, well, <laughs> good luck with that's that one. That's the wrong answer. You're going to leave. Yeah. That's what he told Gen Z kid. Cause he came in and told, um, told us, you know, your father could have done anything to me and I was so in love with you. I wouldn't have cared what he did. <laughs> you want to put me in a chair? You want to put me in a room? You go right well, ahead. Well, they kind of did at the bar. They gave you, oh, they, they were, did. they I, were trying to get you as so drunk. I know. Yeah. They were, cause you left and they were trying to hammer me. And then get me to say something or do something. Yeah, your dad was going at me hard. But I would have put up with anything from your dad. Yeah, I didn't care. I, I had one focus in mind. It was you, and it, nothing was going to stop me from that. That that means more to me that boyfriends came to the house to meet my dad. Yeah, I'm it sure. meant me. It meant that they were very serious about me. Yeah, and safe. You, they weren't going to run away at every confrontation. Yeah, and that's how I felt. I mean, if if a guy that wanted to date me did not want to come home and and meet yeah. my dad, I was like, yeah, you're you're out. You're done. Yeah, like, there, there was no ands, if buts about it. Well, the so so he smirked at you. He smirked. I thought you were gonna. You didn't I hit didn't, him. I just gathered up my stuff. Oh, I thought you were gonna. And I walked back inside. How did you? How did you hold Because I was. He was across <laughs> the bar, and I probably couldn't reach him without walking around and throttling him. But as I'm gathering up my stuff, I just got one step turned away. I just had my back turned to him by one step because I was going back in the house. And he says, you going to let me see your Harley? What? And I stopped. Oh, I God. turned around and said, how do you know I have a Harley? Yeah. He goes, well, you know, can you lift up the cover of it and let me see it? I go, how, did how he... do you know that I have a Harley in my garage under a cover? I said, were you in my fucking garage? He goes, oh, well, uh, I kind of walked through the garage when I got here. And I said, did you touch anything in my fucking garage? And I said, before you answer, keep in mind, I got a camera in there. I can see everything you did. So I'm asking you right now, don't lie. He goes, well. When did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't it know. It must that. have been during the live stream. 
It had to have been, whatever it was. But see, I thought they came through the front door. Well, they did. I but thought I... they came through the front door and quietly walked right by where we were recording and went out. I had no idea that motherfucker was in my garage. I didn't know they went in the garage, but I did know they went all the way back into my garden where the chickens and the pigs were. Well, that was, you know, that was our daughter showing off. Look at my I understand chickens. that, but Look at I my didn't. Pig. I, oh, wow. So. Today, just as a matter of point, I went to I went to the camera to go see if I could see him go through there, and I clicked on the fourth, you know, the date, yeah. the fourth, yeah. and I'm scrolling through, and there was only one person that was in this time zone, and I'm looking, and it's kind of fuzzy, and I'm scrolling in, and then the camera came in focus, and it was Two Bear. What? Yeah. I was, on, I was for somehow I, I was scrolling around searching for this moment for like 20 minutes on the video camera Two bear wasn't here. history and I was on June 4th <laughs> and not July 4th. <laughs> oh, way to go there. But I'm was, like, when did two bear show up? I was I'm like, what the fuck? What is it? Two bear? <laughs> it's like, what? I know. And then I realized, what the fuck am I doing? So I never did really go back and look. Why were busy. they even in the garage? I don't know. That's a no-no. Stay out of my shit. Don't touch any of my gear in there. Oh, and that's not God. just me. That's a that's a that's a Generation X dad thing. Don't fucking go in my garage. Don't get into my shit. You don't have license. My, I'm surprised our daughter didn't say, "Don't go in my dad's garage unless you're invited." She yeah. knows better. Yeah. You wouldn't even go in my dad's garage after he passed away. Nope. <laughs> my dad wasn't even alive and you were like, there's a zone. Because I there's didn't have permission. <laughs> when your mother used to say, go in the garage and get me something, I had to double check. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> my mom always had that picture of my dad in there. Remember? There's yeah. a picture of my dad. Huge. A huge poster of my yes. dad in there after after he passed away. And you walk in there like he's watching. It's a, it's a bit ominous. <laughs> it is. It is. But I like what you said also when you walked in there. You were like, this isn't, this isn't, I know this isn't your dad's garage. He's not here, but now it's your brother's. Yeah. I loved when you said that. It, it was, was like, even though I'm, you know, and then my brother was going well, through stuff and he was going to give you things and you're like, because you, you kind of had the thing of, well, my, you were, you were nice about it, but you were like, well, you know, dad's passed on. So, you know, we're, you know, it's okay. We can do this. We can go in here. And I was trying to convey to you, no, it's not okay. And to me, it's not your garage either. It's not your sister's to me. That's why I said what I said. It was like, look, this is just as much your brother's as it was your dad's now. Mm -hmm. This is his. Now, I don't care if he's a thousand miles away. Right. I'm now intruding on father-son stuff, and I don't feel comfortable doing it. It bothered me. Yeah, that's why I that's said it respect. the way I did. Yeah. That's respect going into a man's, man's den. That was my dad's life, that garage. He. It was really funny was that you know your dad was so tall. like Yeah. Six foot seven or whatever. No, he was that tall. Like seven foot four no, or whatever he was. He was. But he built that custom workbench I know. for his height. So I'm looking at it going, holy shit, this is tall. I mean, it'd be a little bit of a work to hike anything. Yeah, you didn't want to lean over. No, yeah. So, and you couldn't buy one that tall. So, no. So he made it. End of story. Uh, <laughs> he made it simple. I don't know if we solved anything about this. We didn't, but we learned a lot in just a few moments in time. You know well, I, you didn't tell how I met him. I don't know how you met him. Because I thought, I don't know if you heard, because he caught me, he stepped me back a little bit. Where were you? Because when I told, so let me just tell you, when I, 
So the older daughter called me to find out how it went. And yeah. she says, did you meet him? And I said, yes. And so this is what happened. I walked outside to tell you guys it was dinner. And I said, hey, Jevin, it's nice to see you and meet you. And he said, hey, mom. He called you mom. He called me mom right off the bat. And when I told our older daughter that, she goes, what the hell? She was so mad. She goes, how dare he? I would have been. I would have said, don't you ever address my wife like that. You're not part of this. I would have said something. He said mom. Shit, mom. He called me mom. Well, he didn't call me dad. I'll promise and you that. He, and I kind of stepped back like a four minute. And I was like, my eyes were like, wow, what, what did, did he just say that? Wow. And then I turned around and walked wow. away and I should have stopped him like, don't call me that. But I was so taken back by that thing. Man, well, our lucky. older daughter goes, man, if I was there. If I was there. If anyone was there. Oh. Yeah, he called me mom. Well, so uh, the outside light and the fireworks, you know, um, you know that I have that little propane handheld torch. <laughs> yeah. It's just a little bottle. Like Gen Z a, kid's favorite. Like a camping bottle. Yes. And you just attach the little torch to it and it's just something you hold in your hand. But it is a torch, you know. It's, there's no, there's no uh, lead on it, and you just click, click like a big, uh, like a big bic lighter. And so, the, <laughs> you know, I've taught the kid how to use bic that lighter. Sense. For those of you that don't know what that is, yeah. do they still make them? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I took this. You know, the kid knows. He's been. I've been teaching him how to use this since he was eight. So he comes in and he goes, "Yeah, the dude's a little weird." And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "He was afraid to use the propane lighter. The the you know the little." I go, "Why? It's just." You hold it in your hand, you press the button and click. He goes, yeah, he thought that was scary and irresponsible. And um, after I saw him light a couple of fireworks, I didn't want him to use it anyway. I said, why? He goes, well, first of all, he puts all the fireworks right next to each other. I put them like four feet, five feet apart. So if I'm having trouble lighting the second one and the first one goes off, it's four feet away from me. He goes, he puts them all together and tries to light them all. And then when one starts to go off, he just runs. He sprints to the sidewalk. He goes, oh. and he wouldn't use the propane ladder to get things going how you're supposed to. He was scared, and he was nervous that I was using it. I'm like, well, my dad knows I'm using it. This is my dad's tool, and he's, I've been using this for 10 years. So yeah, he's been using it I'm just going to use it. And he's like, you shouldn't do that. And, and he was just, he goes, he's kind of a goofy, immature dude, which explains the smirk to me. Yeah, so, definitely. I don't know. I, it's okay. If It'll the, be interesting what you're going to tell the daughter. Well... I, I said to her, because she called me. She goes, thanks for coming over, letting us over. Thanks for letting us come over. Thanks for meeting him. Um, and I said, well, what did he say? Mm. And she wrote, you know, she texted me six paragraphs. But the thing was, she goes, well, I let him know that you didn't ask him to share a cigar. You didn't ask him to share a glass of your whiskey. So either he didn't, either my dad didn't like you mm. or there's round two. But if my dad would have liked you, if my dad would have thought you were a good guy for me, he would have shared a cigar, he would have poured you a drink, he would have kept talking, but he got up and left, didn't offer you anything. So I think... Oh, so you pulled my dad. You're... Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm wonderful. Your dad was just an asshole. I'm, I'm nice. Your dad was just an ass to me. Okay. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I, I think she informed him. But see... This is either going to make them come together stronger as a couple and they're going to come back here and figure stuff out, or he's going to hold this over her head like, well, I don't want to be with you anyway because your family doesn't like me and, and I'm leaving and whatever, man. If you're going to, and I would tell my daughter this, if that dude's going to leave you because we, him and I don't get along or he doesn't get along with us, then he doesn't care that much. 
Because like I said before, I don't care if your whole family hated me. Your whole family could have hated me and wanted me dead. All I was focused on was you and nothing was going to stop me. I didn't care if the whole world hated me. I wanted you. That's the way that guy needs to feel about my daughter. That's the way that guy needs to feel about all the guys need to feel about all of our daughters. They have the husbands and boyfriends. They need to have that level of you're the priority here. Yes. And he doesn't. So that makes me sad. Well, that's, Hey, look, you know, it's my job to expose those kind of things. And how many guys have passed the test who have just said, do what you want, man. Yeah. You know, your daughter's worth it. We have two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Too. I got a I got a dumb question. Somebody asked me. um, There's no. Do you remember Magic Sand? Yes. Okay. They asked me. (laughs) This is the most dumb email I've gotten from a from a viewer. Did Magic Sand get hard after you put it in the water and you built your little thing and you had different colors and different things? You put your stuff down there, or or if you drained out the water or stuck your hand in there, was it? Did it was it still sandy and it would all fall apart? And I went, holy shit! I don't know. I don't know either. Now that you said that, I don't think I, ever, I don't think I've ever put my hand in the water. I didn't either. I just at some point the 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 magic sand artwork got thrown out by my mother, and I didn't notice and Me I didn't too. care. <laughs> Me too. It was kind of like ah, that's over. With. I mean, it was fun to fun to do it and play with it. I don't know if it got hard and it made like it turned into a rock. I don't either. Well, now, now I don't. Does anybody? Now we know? have to go. Do they still make it? I don't. We think, should go get one. I, I don't know. We might have to do an experiment. I, I, I could. I had to answer this lady's email, going, you know, I don't know. We I, probably have to find one on eBay or something. We can't get a new one. I wonder if somebody still has them. Wouldn't it be easier just to let someone tell us who knows? Wouldn't it be easier just to? There's got to be someone driving in their car right now, listening to this, going, if "Yeah." Somebody it, knows <laughs> right in the comment section. Okay, answer this oh, this question. And now there's another question I got. So, ask. Uh, so Gen X dad can sleep at night. That's right. Um, <laughs> going to have anxiety medicine until you guys answer me. <laughs> For <laughs> magic sand. Wait, could, could you tell the doctor that? Magic. I have anxiety over magic sand. And the doctor goes, what? Yeah, and what if you tell the doctor and he doesn't know and he gets anxiety? But your doctor probably doesn't even know what well, magic, magic sand, sand is. is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here's another one. And I and I, another question. And I, you're going to be mad at me that I don't know the answer. Mm. Oh, I, yeah, okay. I don't know what a skate key does. Isn't it, doesn't it unlock them? How do you unlock a skate? Don't they just, don't the old skates just have a strap that goes on and you're down the road motors like a belt buckle? What is a skate key actually? I know what one is. Whenever someone I've says, seen them. whenever someone says, this is Generation X, do you know this item when it comes up on Facebook or Instagram? I know what a skate key is. I can answer skate key, and I'm right. But then someone asked me, how does it work? It's kind of a little bit before us. A little bit. It was boomerish. It, yeah, it was more boomerish. So are you telling me that a skate key, you put it on the side and the, the, the skate can actually change from like a size five to five and a half? Does it get longer no, and shorter? I thought it was to unlock the wheels. No. 
Now that can't be true. So I don't know. Maybe From I'm a mechanical wrong. point of view. It's like no fucking way do they have a device that would lock the wheels. No. I don't know. It has to be. It was so- before us, so I, I don't know. I, I could li- recognize it too. Like I've seen them, oh, I had my, but I've never had one. In my box of toys, when I was six and seven years old, there was like two pairs of skates. And if you dug around to the bottom, there was a skate key. I even know where it went on the side, but I don't know what it did. I never did. I never wore them. Um, well, somebody else. Please comment in the comic section. Wait, section. We, we're not, they're not going to throw us out of Generation X because we don't know what a skate key and Magic Sand. No, because Sand. it was before our time. But we didn't know Magic Sand either. Well, I don't know. We weren't very, I guess, <laughs> we inquisitive. Weren't su- <laughs> we, we weren't supposed to put our hand in the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that brings me to sunny point number three. This is an email session. And I got, there was a nice lady, and she was back east. I think she was in Kentucky. She writes me, a, I mean, it was a 20-page email, I'm saying. It was wow. huge. And she, she had a lot on her mind. She did. Um, very nice-sounding lady. And uh, How does she sound in email? What? How, do you, how does she sound in emails? Well, she sounded polite. You know, she was sounding... So there was sound? It was up. No, that you couldn't listen to it, dingy. You, I said. You e- said the email sounds nice. How does an email sound nice? Okay. Did it? Does it? S- I'm gonna come across <laughs> this counter. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise up and put hands on you. No, listen, you're not. It just. <laughs> yes, I am. This is. It sounded. It was very nicely written. It there was, we go. Nicely oh, for written. For God's sakes. What? I didn't know emails made sound. I don't. I don't like you right now. That's okay. But I love you. I'm going to finish my story. Okay. But I love you. Shh. I'm not saying it back. (laughs) (laughs) You're fishing in the wrong pond right now. Um, And she she wanted to know, uh, I want to say she was in her early 30s, and she says, what do you miss? What do you miss about the about Generation X, about the 70s, about the 80s? And the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, we got to stay out till the streetlights came on and we drank from the hose and all the typical Everybody stuff. says those, yeah. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. I want to give her a real answer. If she took time to write 20 pages on this, I'm going to give the best answer I can give. And I found something that struck home with me. I thought of just something, too, for the 70s. And what I thought of was it wasn't something specific, but... I thought, okay, and it, it, my mind was going through a bunch of things. One was, I thought of, what did I play with when I was little? It was Tonka trucks. That was a huge thing, Tonka trucks. Um, and then I was one of those guys who had all the toy soldiers. I had armies. I had little tanks. I had all the soldiers in their different positions, and one's throwing a grenade, and one shooting. And um, the Tonka trucks was one. That, then I had a G.I. Joe, a uh, real tall action figure. And I went out into the bushes, and I played with him. I made him a little camp, and I made him a little setup, and I made a little tent. And then I put him in the tree like he was climbing the tree. All of these things, this is the difference. This is what she was getting at. What is the difference between now and then? What do you miss uh, from then? What's not, what's not happening now? All of the toys were geared to go outside. Your bicycle, you took off. Skates. Tonka trucks. You didn't play them in your living room. You played them out back. Yeah. You got in the mud. Skates. All of my okay. armies and soldiers, yeah. I would build little roads and things. Now, I know that that was how things were designed. And you're like, well, back then they didn't have video games. They didn't have a lot on TV all day long. So, of course, you were naturally outside and things were built for outside. But we did have board games. We did. There was a lot of board games. And I'm telling you, the difference was, was that... 
the way they built things were encouraging you to be outside. Well, that kind of coincides with my little thought of in the 70s. So the late 70s, I remember like couldn't wait to run out the front door barefoot running down the street to see who could come out and play and hang out and run around and then go door to door to gather everybody to go in the pool in the summer. Sure. That's well, and I used to do that on a daily. I used to love doing that, and we'd spend hours in the pool. All right, let's let's take that away from what I'm saying. Let's move it towards yours. Let's 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 acknowledge at least that back then, even toys were geared for your imagination for you to play outside in the world. It got you outdoors and right. let you in, in come in physical contact with the earth. Mm-hmm. All right, move on to yours. Even as kids, and I, you know, you and I knew each other as kids. Right. We knew each other when we were little. Yes. Pool parties were fun. And even if it wasn't a real party, if you were sitting there and all your friends were over, your mom would bring out drinks mm-hmm. or root beer floats. It or didn't have to be a birthday no, party. She'd come out with a plate of sandwiches. Yeah. All right. Even that at, let's say, from 10 to 15 years old. Look at our kids from 10 to 15. Look at how many kids don't actually swim at pool parties anymore. I know. Look at how many kids come over and and our kids would. Our kids love to swim. They get out and do stuff and you were bringing, you were making root beer floats for everybody and the kids were really involved and things. We had music out there and it was a lot of fun. So all the other kids in the neighborhood come down to our house and half of them, even in their bathing suits, would sit there and not do not participate. They wouldn't go in the water. They just sit and talk. Okay. Now hold on. That's like buying a four-year-old a Tonka truck and he goes outside and sits on it as a stool. <laughs> How come there is such a disconnect even? You could say, well, they didn't have Tonka trucks these days and my four-year-old didn't have that opportunity for armies and soldier men, which they did. They've still made this stuff all along. They have. But let's say you're right. All oh, that stuff disappeared by the 90s. No kids could have those, those things to drive them outdoors and enjoy the world. Let's say that was a true statement. We have a pool and the kids won't swim. That pool is no different than the pools that were 50 years ago. It's water, it's kids, it's warm outside, it's fun, go get wet, go play. Why is there such a disconnect in people being social between our generation and millennials, our generation and Gen Z, where they just sit? You're putting right in front of them the very thing that should be enticing them to go do, go interact. And they sit on the sidelines. Not just one. It's not one or two kids. Well, they're antisocial and they just want to sit on their phones. No. If our kids bring over all their friends and there's 20 or 30 kids out there, there's 10 or 15 of them that are just sitting and they're never going to go near the pool. I don't know. Why are they even here? What are they doing? I don't know. That's the so when I wrote this this letter back to her, I didn't include all the pool stuff, but what I included back to her was uh, how everything was geared towards going outside and ex- using your imagination, interacting with plants and trees and dirt and water, making mud yeah. pies and stuff. Can I add something else? Sure. I don't know. Maybe small towns still do this, but I just want to bring up something that I've noticed when all our kids were in high school and stuff. And we just watched that movie Hoosiers, right? Yeah, that's right. And I was laughing because that's a small town. Yeah. But the basketball, the school spirit. Yes. Yeah. When they were cheering back and forth, we in the eighties, high school football games, basketball games were the shit. Like 
We went to them. We had school spirit. We there's wore nobody, letter jackets. There's, we there's just, nobody that remembers that anymore. And what happened? Why Why is there not that kind of school spirit? I mean, I've been to a lot of football games with yeah. our kids. Yeah. I've been to basketball games, and it just feels like... There's none of that anymore. Hardly any. They, where, how many you can school go, spirit? Well, look at, all the, look at all the basketball and baseball and football games we went to at high school with our kids. That's what I'm saying. And it was okay. It was nice. And there was people supportive, but it was not the school spirit like you'd have like you know go 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 our school go go yeah go, they were our singing team. i've got spirit yes they do i've got spirit how, how about, about you, you? Right. and threw it to the other side That's and then right. they did it yeah, they oh my gosh that. we did that back in high school but you you know what if you look at all the beach boys songs they're about a lot of them are about be true to your school yeah. that was a song maybe some you of the small at, towns still do it but. you look at greece and how in yes. the scenes in greece they had the bonfire yes. and the car rallies those were big things. And when we were back in high school in the 80s, we had bonfires yes. and we had that. It was just tapering off. But yes, we had that same thing. I don't know where the school spirit went, but it's it. it you know, I wrote this lady back and I said, it just is the 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 premise of it is gone. I don't know whether the, you're going to say they don't make those toys anymore or parents just don't buy them and they don't encourage them to go out. Why not? We did. I encouraged our kids to go out and get muddy all, day, all the time. I didn't want eight kids in the house. Get no. out of the house. <laughs> go find something well, I to did, do. I did take time to write her back and let her know. I didn't give her generic answers. I gave her something that I thought was real. What did I miss? I missed the fact that kids were pushed back in our day to go out and use their imagination and play with toys and things with a stick. Go take a stick and draw something in the dirt. Oh go outside. my gosh, yeah. And that part's gone. And that part is what I miss. I don't know why. what about walking home from the bus stop and you kick a can or remember when you used to step on an aluminum can to make that clacking noise and well, you'd, you'd put your, your shoe on, your on shoe it. On it. Yeah. You get them stuck to your shoe. If you yeah, step see right how in the long, middle. Yeah. And see how long it would last and I you would had, walk. I had a long walk as a, from a bus stop from down Satikoy. Now Satikoy was all businesses from Woodman. No, from Coldwater Canyon, yeah, almost all the nothing. way to Woodman. So I, I, to entertain myself on that two-mile stretch at nine years old, I took a rock and kicked it down the sidewalk without letting it fall off the sidewalk. Yes. And just kept going all the way. And if I didn't, I had to pick it up and start over. And it was a rock. It was a and rock. And mine was a can. I kicked a rock all the way down the street <laughs> every day on the way home. I'd find a rock. We would find anything to entertain us. I tell you, uh, no. people's kids about this. We'd probably long. stare at our hand too and go, "Ooh." Speaking of sentimental moments from children, I, I, I never get emotional by stuff I read on the internet. It doesn't happen, especially on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. You know, I mean, I understand if a child is hurt or sick, that's different. Right. But just phrases never get to me. I read one today that bothered me. Yes. A ton. You shared it I with know, me. I shared it with you. So, it says. And, and if you're listening to this, you need to write this down. It, in fact, no, don't. I changed my mind. Anybody listening, don't write this down because it'll just bother you every time you read it. <laughs> Once we get past this, don't rewind this. Don't don't play it back again. Just move on. Children, don't say to you, "I've had a hard day at work. Can we talk?" No, they don't. What they do say is, "Will you come play with me?" Ugh, that's a crush. That is their way of saying, I'm not okay. 
and I need some time with you. It can cover a lot of things. Like I'm lonely. Yeah. I want somebody to play or with. Or somebody made fun of me today at school. I just need to have my attention. I need like, my mom. I need yeah. my dad. And all they say is, can you come? Because can you come play with me? They can't say, I'm not okay. I need some one-on-one time. That's right. They don't know what that concept is. I all of a sudden thought of all the times that one of our children can say, Dad, can you can you come play with me? I'm like, no, I'm busy. I don't want to play. Yeah. I didn't want to play with them. Go play with your sisters. Go play with your brothers. Go. Do, you don't need me to play. Go. I never thought in a million years they were reaching out because they just needed some contact. I, did, I had no idea that they were looking for a parent. I thought they wanted to go play catch. I thought, and I did. I I did a ton of stuff with them, but right. but there was times when I said, "No, I'm busy. I don't I don't have time to play. You go play. I'm working." I think that's why I like you tease me about at the end of the day, at end of the school day with the kids. I would grab something to drink and sit on the couch and just be available <laughs> for counseling. It was time. so funny because you started doing that years and years ago, and it got to be. It got to be a laughing joke, even in our extended family. My mother would know, your mother would know, oh, it's counseling time. We all have to hang up the phone and leave you alone because you would grab a glass of wine or a glass of iced tea or a Coke and you would sit in the same chair as all the kids come home. And yeah, they <laughs> sure all enough, came, they ca- came trickling in. They come in, they drop their stuff and they would start with, oh my God, mom, you're not going to believe what happened. Oh my God, mom. Yes. And then the next one. And the next one, until you just had therapy time. You had counseling sessions with every kid I listened that wanted to, to every talk. single one of their stories. Yeah. And then I would say, okay, mom needs to go make dinner. But they were fine with that. They just but dumped what was on their mind, whether it was good or bad. So, uh, you know, yeah. speaking of toys, I'm, I'm pissed about something with my mom. Uh, again? This she, isn't unusual. My mom's got a double standard. <laughs> okay. Spill it. Let me it's hear real this simple. one. So uh, I found something that was kind of valuable on eBay. It was an old toy of mine. And I thought, oh, cool. I got one of those. Called my mom. I said, hey, do you still got this toy? She goes, yeah. I said, well, can I have it? It's kind of, you know, it's worth a couple bucks now. I'd like to, I'm not going to sell it. I wanted to keep it. But now, you know, it's kind of a little bit rare. And she goes, no. <laughs> Just flat out no? She told me no. I said, What does she want it for? She said she has saved it and kept it and protected it all these years. It's hers. It's not mine anymore. I forgot it. I left it. I moved out. I go, did you ever think I was keeping it safe with you? <laughs> did you ever think I was keeping it where it should be? Does that, does that ever ring a bell? Does that count for something? Yeah, the so whole time. So it would be preserved. And for now 40 I'd, years? Yeah, and now I'd like it back. She goes, no, you can't have it. I kept it. Um, you walked away from it. It's mine. What is it? It doesn't matter. Now listen. <laughs> okay. So then one of our kids comes to me and this was a couple years ago, and he had left, he had moved out, our son did, and he had left this really weird, small, little Sega video game system. Uh-huh. Little handheld deal. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. It's in a case. It's got, so I collected all the games, I cleaned it up, I put the battery, put it in the case, and I've got it. And I put it under the bed. Been sitting there for 15 years or whatever. He wants it back. And I told him, No. I've been keeping this safe and I've hold on to it. It's mine. You can't. That's what I did. I gave him the same speech. He calls my mother. He calls grandma and says, dad won't give him my toy. She calls me and says, give him the toy. (laughs) Now, I said, hold on a second. I said, you've got my toy. She goes, that's different. I go, it's exactly the same thing. She goes, give him his toy. And she hung up. Oh, that was it. Just, now, tell me that's not a double standard. 
it's almost like you women. It's almost like you women are you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Do not package women into this. <laughs> or you mothers. No. Can, can say whatever you want and do whatever you want in whatever direction you want. Well, that's true. And change your mind. That's true. Did you ever hear, hear the phrase, what's good for the goose is good for the gander? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, not when it comes to you guys. No. Anyway. I mean, we listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want you to listen. I need you to hear what I'm saying. God damn it. Unbelievable. It's not It's not good. It's a fucking pain in the ass. And I'm so trying I to... I guess that kid's not getting a Sega. Nope. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so you're probably going to turn around and call your mom and go, uh, the answer is no. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Wait till she wants something from me. No. You know what I was thinking about? What's that? Uh, I know they're kind of coming back, but remember back in the day when everything was in glass, like a cold soda was yeah, in glass? Yeah, everything was served in glass. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was just thinking about an ice cold Coke in a glass bottle. It, oh. it tastes different. Oh, for sure. I don't care what people say. It just does. It does. It's just so... They say, well, aluminum really doesn't have a flavor. I say, I don't care. It doesn't have... No. It's different, it's different. in a glass bottle. I don't care which... Yeah. It is. I know they're slowly coming back. Have you noticed? Like in the in the grocery stores yeah, or in the are. convenience stores, there, there's you know, they, glass. They've been trying it out the last like five or eight years and just to see if people will pay a little extra for the glass. And I do. I would too. I just do. It just tastes better. I think so too. The plastic bottles don't give it I, justice either. You want to know, okay, I, I've actually done a little research on this, believe it or not. In my I spare time. can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to bring it up. I was uh, just bringing it up because I was thinking about it. And the, here the, we go. The, the two disparaging uh, tastes. Are we talking aluminum and, and plastic glass bo- plastic or plastic? bottle versus glass bottle. Okay. So we're plastic to glass. Okay. Uh, there is a difference in plastic and glass with Coke, with Pepsi, with root beer, with 7-Up. Yes. Yes. But there is one that I tried. That is so far apart. It the 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 taste, the flavor, is miles apart between plastic. What is it? And and glass. It's orange crush. So orange which is better? Cru- the glass. Oh, okay. I was the like, the glass what? is so. I mean, you could say, well, the glass is better with Coke. The glass is better with Pepsi. The glass is better, but it's it's miles better. It's that it orange is yards flavor. better. I don't know what it is, but when you take an orange. An orange crush drink out of out of plastic versus glass, it's not even the same product. It's not even the it doesn't it's not even the same ballpark there. Where was I when you were doing this experiment? I didn't I did it in the garage without you around because you laugh at me when I do stuff like this. If I tell you I'm t- I'm doing flavor tests between plastic and glass, you're like you shake your head and you roll your eyes at me about shit like I that. I would totally do that one because orange tr- crush is so good. That orange you, flavor. You, how would I know which things I'm doing in the garage you're going to approve of and which things you're going to roll your eyes at? You just you, have to go with it. No, you. I'm no. I'll just wait. I'll just do it quietly by myself. I wasn't looking for any praise. I just wanted to be left alone and find out the answer here. You know why? Because in the off chance someone brings it up, like you did, (laughs) I am now prepared to have an intelligent conversation on the matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) My other thing is, is I was, we watched Independence Day with Will Smith on on Independence Day. Independence Day. That's right. (laughs) We did in the afternoon before a lot of people came over and. Gen Z kid had his girlfriend over. She had never seen it. she'd never seen Independence Day. And I turned it way up loud. It was loud. Loud. But I was kind of laughing because, you know, when the world was going to shit, what did they lean toward? 
map reading, like oh. reading a map, you know, when they were yeah. going across the desert. Yeah, they're and all even trying Will to figure Smith stuff goes, out. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a, there's a base. There's a base there's just miles away. And he's, he's looking at the map going, yeah, well, I don't see and it. He then, goes, it's there. And the military people <laughs> over in Israel trying to plot out what they're doing on that picnic table. Yes. With a map. With a map. I'm yeah. thinking, man. And how did we contact everybody when it was finally time to go up against the aliens? Did we use our cell phones? <laughs> did we use satellites? No. Morse code. Morse code. That's right. We went backwards. That's right. And I was laughing hysterically like going, you know, if the world went to shit and all the electronics got shut off and we had to get from point A to point B. No. Everybody's going to be looking at Gen Xers or older. You know what I've been teaching the kid the last three or four years? What's that? Dead reckoning. Dead reckoning? Yep. I have, I have, we've driven because you know oh, him and I have right. done some you stuff were, yeah. over in the valley in Los Angeles on the Inland Empire yeah. out in Fontana. And I will tell him, we're driving along, and I will say, point towards home. Uh-huh. And he'll have to figure out where he is by the mountain ranges and point towards home. If I say, where does grandma live? Point towards grandma's house. He knows what city she lives in, you know, and he has to point and go, where's downtown LA from where we are? Point. He has to use dead reckoning on what he's looking around, spatial awareness. He looks at the mountains, east, west, north, south, sun's up, sun's down, and he points. And he's very good at it. I have another story to tell you. All right. So I was sitting at the nail shop like I do uh-huh. and having a little me time. And I don't know, we got on the subject of highways and road trips and taking road trips and stuff like that. And the lady sitting next to me, much younger than me, um, was listening to our conversation and we were talking about highways, how the United States is laid out so easy with highway numbers. Right. Yeah. That north to south, you yeah. know, goes one, highway, five, highway, then, then, then. Yeah. Highway 10 is at the bottom and 90 is at the top of the country. Got it. Yeah. And then, yeah, that kind of thing. And then in LA, if you're going around LA, all the ones that start with or end with a five will connect to one with a five. Well, three numbers mean a connecting one. You yeah. Know. But I mean, yeah. she looked at me like I was insane. Like I had no idea. What, I'm like that. It. It works. Um, the highway system's amazing if you take the time to really. You know what you're doing. You'll know right where they go. You can tell yeah. where you are in the country by what road you're on. Yeah. yeah. She was like, "What?" She was. I said, "Oh man, I felt old at that moment." I had a great idea in the shower. <laughs> Did you use soap on a rope to write it on no, the glass window? I didn't write it down. Ever since I did that podcast, you've stopped doing it. I don't know because I know if I draw with soap on the shower, on the shower door, the wall, the shower, because it's glass, you're going to say something. So now I don't do it. You got me all self-conscious. So you got an idea, but you didn't use the soap on the window? No, nope, I mean, just, just had to keep it all in my noggin. Okay. So how'd that go? Uh, I remembered most of it. Okay. Well, good. What was your thought? Do you remember, do you remember my, th- my, I said this like years ago and you, again, you laughed at me. How many times do you walk up to someone who's drinking a soda and you're like, hey, give me, a, give me a swig of that soda. Give me a drink. You don't want to go open up a soda of your own because you don't really want a whole soda. You just want a drink. Right. So your friend gives you just a swallow and you're done. And that's I it. I know where this is going. Okay. So years ago, I told you yes. we should invent like Pepsi by the swallow. Right. Okay. I figured out a way to do it now. You better not say it out loud. Somebody may steal your idea. Well, as long as they give me credit, I'm fine. Okay, what is it? Okay, so how would you have just a swallow of Pepsi? You wouldn't want to make an aluminum can that small that you open, right? It has to be a dissolvable like vitamins. Right, but about the size of a, of a jawbreaker. <gasps> so you get Pepsi Ooh. about the size of a jawbreaker, 
in something that dissolves like a plastic that's good, that's edible, that's dissolved. Yeah, like a vitamin. Yeah. And, and, and you do that and you can freeze them and take them and they get warm. And even if they're warm, it's still okay. You so can, when you pop it in your mouth, it, it dissolves. dissolves instantly <gasps> and you have your Pepsi by the swallow. Well, they started doing the mini Cokes, the mini cans. I know, but, but this is that's a, awesome. sometimes you just need. So you could walk down the road. I do that all the time when the, I get used to it. A little handle. And from your handle, you could have these jawbreakers, like 20 of them. They're hanging on here just in a row. I feel like a Coke. I need a swig of Coke. Just need a swig of Coke. You could even have multi-flavors. You could have two orange, two Coke, two Ooh. Pepsi, two root beer, all on the same rack. And you just grab this thing. And it's just when you need a swallow, when you just need two swallows of Pepsi. Or I two, like that one. You don't want a whole one. And you won't waste it. I like that. I like that idea. Do you see the great things that can happen in the shower? Do you see? <laughs> There's one um, <laughs> many that come to mind. <laughs> Okay, you went sexual and dirty. I, I didn't say anything. You did too. You I went. Okay, said nothing of the sort. All right, then what were you talking about? Just great ideas come in the shower. Like what? Lots of things. Name one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just That's move on. That's what I thought. All right. Hey, so anyway. I have something to ask you. Oh, I yeah. know the answer to this, but many people don't know because they always ask me. So you're asking to test me? No, I'm just saying I want you to talk about your beard. It just, everybody says how glorious and wonderful it is. And you know yeah. what strikes me funny is you don't do anything to it. No, I don't use product in it at all. None. No. So I wanted you to tell people that you don't. But I don't. people have sent you stuff. We've tried things. Yeah, no, there's some stuff I've put in there before. But you okay. don't go to the extent of, oh my gosh, I have to have it. No. And... I'm going to, okay, I wasn't even going to, I was never going to tell you the story, ever. This <laughs> I was going to die with this story, but since you brought it up, I'll tell you right oh, now. Oh, secrets. This is so dumb. From the crypt. Yeah, tales from the crypt. <laughs> um, do, you, do you remember um, upstairs in, uh, in our bathroom in that little basket I got of my stuff, there was a little jar about this big of beard oil, really small, kind of a green, yes. green thing. Yes. And um, I never used it. And it was just in there, and you had told me, hey, this is for your beard. It's an oil. And I, I opened it up, and I felt it. And I said, yeah, okay. And I put the lid back on. Sat there for probably a year. Never used it. We started going on these on these trips where we had to do stuff for Gen X Talks, and we're going, and we had to stay at a hotel and do some stuff. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? And I think this was when we went down to Two Bears Route 66 car show. I thought, okay, I'm just going to throw this in there because if I'm if I'm going to be out in the sun and sweating, I'll be brushing my hair a lot during the day because it's going to be hot, and I'm going to have to try to keep my beard intact. Maybe I should use some of the beard oil, and uh, and it would help it hold it in place while I'm meeting people all day. So I threw it in the little kit, and when you you unpacked the bathroom kit at the hotel, you laid everything out, and sure enough, there was the little green jar. So you're all done in the bathroom. I go in there. I get everything ready. And I take this stuff and I put it all over my hands and I run it through my beard. And I mean, I soak my beard with this little tiny jar and I grab the, the comb and I brush and I brush my beard. I look in the mirror. I'm like, okay, that looks good. Now, if this beard oil helps keep it there, I'm good to go. I don't get 30 minutes into my day. My eyes are watering. <laughs> my nose is, I'm like, what the, what is this? And I put, you know, I mean, I'm a heavily, I know it's the beard oil. I'm like, why would they do this? I, I didn't use too much. I used the amount you're supposed to, which is, which is quite a bit. You're supposed to put quite a bit to get it thick all the way through your beard. You don't just put it on the outside. 
And I'm going through the, the mid-morning, my hair's messed up, my beard's messed up, I'm dragging a brush through my hair, dragging a brush through my face, I'm trying to, this thing is still burning my face, it's burning uh, my eyes, and everyone who comes up to me to give me a hug or say hello, they're stepping back like, woo, dude, like it's burning their eyes. Up until lunch, this, it didn't wear off till about lunchtime. And I didn't want to say anything to anybody, and I was going to be come back, and I was going to hold the jar up in front of you at the hotel that night and go, don't ever buy this shit again. This shit is horrible. It sucks. It wasn't beard oil. <laughs> I, it wasn't even beard oil. <laughs> it was a light perfume concentrate. <laughs> like when you read the bottle, it says, put one dab on your fingertip and touch your fingertip to your neck. Use this sparingly. <laughs> It, they want you to put two dabs behind your ear <laughs> and one dab on your chest and save the rest. That's why the bottle was so small. I fucking took the whole bottle and put it in my beard. I'm dying over here. I'm walking around like I'm that dying. that day. And what I'm a dumbass. I'm by oh my my, God. The fumes are just burning. <laughs> and then when it finally worked in to touch my skin of my face, oh my which God. my skin of my face hasn't seen daylight in 30 years. It was burning my face. Oh, God. I had a rash underneath my beard for like four days. I just didn't tell anybody. That's hilarious. And I wasn't going to say a word. I was never going to tell you. Oh and then God. this is what happened. Well, dumbass. You thought it was beard oil, too. You handed it to me. Oh, my God. I thought it was beard oil. You thought it was beard oil. and it was. I like, wouldn't put half the bottle. You don't use beard oil and use half the freaking bottle the either. The bottle was like two ounces. There was Doesn't nothing matter. in you it. doesn't matter. You don't need that much. You can't get this illustrious. I put oil in my hair, too, and I don't put half the bottle. Well, I put half the bottle because I needed some control to manage this manhandle. Whatever. And oil face. wasn't the thing that you needed for that to keep it in, under control. What was it? Don't Beard say oil it. makes it like all shiny and pretty and but nice it stays and handsome. In, it stays in place. No, that's what beard bomb's for. Well, I don't use beard bomb. Well, you just got some beard bombs. Well, I haven't used it. I'm never using anything because my beard just needs to be just fine. I'm not. How am I going to use something like that after the experience I just <laughs> had? I'm scared. We'll try it. This is this is culture shock right now. You, we'll have to try it. My beard had happens. a conversation with me, going, "Dude, we were getting along just fine for 30 years, and you did this." Oh my gosh! It was unbelievable. Bad. All right, can we go now? Can we? Yeah, be done? can we be done? That's the way we need to end a podcast. We're done. What's that? <laughs> Is that the way we're ending every podcast with some guilty admission of mine? Oh, uh, I can go to heaven now. <laughs> I did my I did my good deed for the day. What was your good deed? I gave the postman a cold bottle of water. You know, for half a second, I was going someplace else with that conversation. And where did you go? Right in the gutter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am so gone. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. And she's out. Okay, the music's coming up. I got to go. That was our way long Interrupted with the Doorbell podcast. I'll go edit that part out. You guys won't even know you missed it. We'll continue on another day. Another day. Thanks for stopping by. Whether you're listening AM, FM, Sirius XM, or someplace around this little blue planet on the Armed Service Radio Network. Remember, Gen X Talks and the podcast wouldn't be anything without you guys. We appreciate you wasting an hour of your day with us, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side.